Good morning. Genesis chapter 3, which is the account of the fall of man. Verse 1. Serpent was crafty, more crafty than any other beast in the field. And it said, did God actually say not eat of any tree? Which is outright lie, zeroing on an, in on the pro- prohibition of that one tree. So it's not uh, focusing on the abundant inhibition, all that man can do and eat of and had. So I think this is a timeless temptation, which is true today. The instinctive, automatic, negative thought and complaint on lack rather than gratitude over what we do have. Counting our blessings requires deliberate practice and going against the grain. While complaining about our lack is instinctive and our default mode. And then verse 4 to 5, um, there's a direct contradiction against God's cre- character of good intent and wisdom for man and woman. God um, is opposed, he's saying that God is opposed to man being like God, saying you would be like God. But study Bible says how ironic serpent's statement is, considering how God already made man and woman in his image. So this is a twisted, perverted application of God's words and intent. So again, reading from the study Bible, uh, it's ironic also. Being in the image of God, they are expected to exercise authority over all the beasts of the field, which includes the serpent. But by obeying the serpent, they betray the trust placed in them by God and their rule and their role. They were to have dominion over the serpent. So this is not merely an act of disobedience. It is an act of treachery. Those who are meant to govern the earth on God's behalf instead rebel against their divine king and obey one of his create creatures. So, you know, if you one thing here to note is that God did not stop this evil from happening. Um, he did not strike the serpent dead the moment he tried to tempt a woman. So what is God like? He did not prevent evil from happening, but rather gave the woman and the man chance to respond on their own. And again, this points to high view of man versus condescending and low view, because made in his image, they were able to think and respond responsibly and relationally. Now, verse 6, woman saw that it was good. I want to go on to how woman saw that the tree was good for food. And again, it's ironic because the tree and the fruit were there all along, not hidden. In the, it was in the middle of the garden for them to see and pass by every day. Suddenly she saw it and that it was good for food and delight to the eyes. So how she saw it differently through sinister lens interpreted by the serpent's lies. So until now, how then did she see this tree up till now? Up till now, it was an object of obedience and trust. By seeing it, they knew that God knew what was best for them, and they listened to him. But the same object became the opposite suddenly. And I think it's true to life. Um, I experienced, for example, God's word, the community structure and love that we share that was so good, life-giving, protective, safeguard. Suddenly appears restrictive, sinister, stingy, based on our desire. We can love God for rescuing us from life of sin and addiction and then suddenly cast doubt and suspicion that he's trying to withhold good things because life is not working out. Now he desired, um, so desire for wisdom led to taking matter into her own hands. And then verse 7, shame entered. So verses 8 to 13, there's a new pattern of relating that enters into this picture. Betrayal, shame, hiding, and blame. And there's that relational shame against God and betrayal of trust with him. So what is God like? Verse 9, God called to the man and said to him, where are you? So 
God comes looking for them. He calls out to them. Where are you? Who told you? What is it that you have done? God did not leave them alone and forsake them at that point because it was about their relationship. They were not like other creatures that he could dispense with. And what is God like? God cannot forget his people. Man's response and the woman's response both. Man blamed God and blamed the woman. Woman's response blamed the serpent. And both of them acted like a helpless victim of circumstances and of one another. We think this is true to life of our defensive mechanism, not taking responsibility when confronted. What should have been the response taking ownership of the situation? I was thinking about that. What could have, what could they have said instead? Man could have said, I listened to the woman rather than you, O God. I knew what you had said. There was no question or doubt. You made it clear, yet I chose to disregard your word and went to please my husband in, I mean, please my wife instead and take what seemed pleasurable. And the woman could have said, I listened to the serpent, though I knew better. I doubted your goodness. I became suspicious and grasped for myself. I could not trust you. I thought I was better and knew better for myself and for my husband. Verses, um, I want to go down to verse 14 and 15. Just want to point out that the cursed serpent, uh, the crawling on the belly denotes being cursed and held with contempt. Verse 15 points to the ultimate offspring, Christ Jesus, who would bruise the serpent's head. Now I want to go down to verse 16, uh, where a woman said, to the woman, he said, you know, I will surely multiply your pain. There will be an ongoing struggle, according to ESV study Bible says, that there will be an ongoing struggle between the woman and the man for leadership in the marriage relationship. The leadership role of the husband and the complementary relationship between husband and wife that were ordained by God before the fall have now been deeply damaged and distorted by sin. Thus, one of the most tragic results of Adam and Eve's rebellion against God is an ongoing damaging conflict between husband and wife in marriage, driven by sinful behavior of both in rebellion against the respective God-given roles and responsibilities in marriage. Here it says, your desire shall be contrary to your husband and he shall rule over you. So I want to go down to verse 22. They should not live forever under these circumstances, under this level of sinfulness. Can you imagine decay and death is bad enough, but if we live forever in our sinfulness, life will truly be unbearable, and that is hell, living forever according to our sins. And verse 24, he drove out the man, and there was a guard, guard the way to the tree of life. We were forever banned from that tree of life, but one day Jesus himself would become that tree of life for us through being a curse on the tree himself, becoming a new Adam and restoring that broken relationship between man and God.